Hey, I, I've got limited time, and I want to uh, just impart to your heart three things, three simple things to carry into this beautiful Christmas season. Because, you know, Christmas um, um, is a time of great joy for all people. Remember when the angels came to the shepherds? First thing they say is, do not be afraid. Come on, can you just say that with me? Don't be afraid. Come on, I want you to say it like you feel it. Say, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You know why? Because our world is messed up and crazy, but don't be afraid. A lot of crazy things are happening, but I've got great news. Don't be afraid. Because Jesus still is great news to our world. He still is great news for all people in this world. And you know... Uh, he came as a gift to us, and uh, that he's really the reason why this whole gift thing has gone really crazy. And I know for some of you, you've started, and there's a lot of women that are excited. You're planning this afternoon, and us men, if you just leave it up to us, it will be quick. It will be pain-free. We snipe. We plan. We go. Half an hour later, we're done. Amen. Right? But women is like uh, 40 years to the promised land. They meander through the desert and make a turn. So with my kids, you know, um, growing up, I've got two. We've got two kids, not me, we. We've got two kids. And, and what really freaked my head out is that um, so much goes into that Christmas morning for us and all the gifts and all the things I know, the money it took and the energy it took. And then when they go like, can we open the presents yet? And we go like, yeah, you can open the presents. Then it's a feeding frenzy for 15 minutes where the kids just go like crazy. And it's a whole different spirit about them. And then when like done and they go like, you know, the look in their eyes like, is that it? <laughs> right. And then they go like, now what are we going to do? So, so I said to my wife, I'm going to introduce something in our home, uh, whether they like it or not. And, and you may want to do this. I said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to buy each gift, kid 12 gifts. All of us get 12 gifts. Some great ones, some okay ones, and some dollar shop ones. That's how we're going to go it. And, and this is what we're going to do. Every hour and from 6 to 6, they can open one gift and we decide what it is. And we want to teach them thankfulness around all gifts. So I love that every hour. It's like excitement. It's like Christmas morning again. And I know some of you are writing it down on your smartphone. We got to do this. It's incredible. Until they turn 20 and 17, then they go like, so I love that 12th gift idea. And they make their list and it's iPods and phones and cars. And I'm like, no, no, no. This is the time where I tell you, when you have babies one day, you do the 12 gift thing. Why am I telling you all that stuff? I'm going to tell you why I tell you because you see what is really even worse than that is when you know when you buy them gifts, you buy them that gift that is the pony in the garage. You know what I mean? The one that you go like, if they open this, they're going to go like, freak out. They're going to be so happy. You're banking on this. And then they open that gift, and there's not a lot of excitement. And the worst part is when they go to bed with a dollar shop gift. And you go like, baby, wrong choices here. You have no idea. And, and often I think if heaven could lean and God would say, baby, wrong choices here. Wrong choices choices. 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says, when everything is get shaken out in our world and everything comes to an end, three things will remain. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these 
is love. Can you say this with me? Faith, Faith. hope, and love. And, and the greatest of these is So I want to use these three words to frame our Christmas season, your Christmas season, mine. Because you see, I think faith describes how God wants us to walk as his followers. Why am I saying this? Well, in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 2, I love, 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 love the scripture. In the New Living Bible, it says this, men of God in days of old were made famous for their faith. When last have you point to somebody and go like, you're famous for your faith? But the Bible says men of God in the days of old were made famous for their faith. In the book of Hebrews, when I read that, I'm like, what did people see in them? What do, what do you see? Do you look like, you, you look slick and you walk right? Famous for your faith. No, no, no. Because you keep reading, he says, by faith Noah built an ark when it never even rained. By faith, Abraham took the promise, the son, and was willing to sacrifice his son, believing that if he died, God would raise him from the dead. By faith, Moses went to Pharaoh and said, let my people go to a land of promise that he himself has never seen. By faith, Israel came to the Red Sea, and they believed that God would open it. By faith, they came to Jericho. They didn't go like, dang, these walls are big. Let's go the other way. They believed that God could make a valley of a mountain. By faith, these people kept doing great things. I love how he says this. These people, Hebrews 11.33, these people all trusted God. Can you just say trusted God? And he says, as a result, that means because of their trust, something else was seen in their life. Something was done in their life. As a result, check this out. They won battles, overthrew kingdoms, ruled their people well, received what God had promised them. They were kept from harm in a den of lions and in a fiery furnace. Some through their faith escaped death by sword. Some were made strong again after they've become weak or sick. Others were given great power in battle. I love this. They made whole armies to turn and run away. So here's my question. Are you and I living courageous lives because of our faith? Because you see, what I'm seeing here is faith is a catalyst to courage, and courage makes you brave. Hey, David, you legendary for your faith. David says, yep, but I had to face the giant before I became legendary. And I want to say this to you, ladies and gentlemen, I believe with all of my heart that we need to understand that faith creates courage and great faith creates great courage. And I know some of you are sitting here right now going like, Pierre, I wish I had some courage. I wish I had some of that because my life is surrounded with giants and opportunities and I feel timid. You know what scripture says in Romans 12 verse 3. I would love for you to read this with me. It says, as God has dealt to each one. If you're at each one in this place, can you shout yes? yes. Oh, come on, just shout it again. If you're at each one, shout yes. yes. Uh, in other words, God says, each one of you has been dealt a measure of faith. And with a measure of faith comes a measure of courage. Amen. A measure of courage. So you see, I believe with all of my heart that God wants us to take the way we love people and fill it with faith so it can become courageous faith. Courageous love. God wants us to take our giving and fill it with faith so it can become courageous giving. God wants us to take our serving and fill it with faith so it can become 
courageous serving. And I know you go like, that sounds so fantastic. But what does it exactly mean when you fill it with faith? So let, let's talk about love, you see, because we've been commanded to love people. And, and I'm, I'm going to tell you how my love works. And don't look at me that way because I think your love works exactly the same. Um, we love to love people who love us. Amen. Come on right now. You know, and if they don't, then you just like talk to the hand. That's all I'm going to say. You know when you vote people off the island in your head? You know what I mean? You just smile at them and go like, you're off the island. You just, you're done. You're no longer in the circle. That's all I'm going to tell you. Never again will you be in my circle because I don't like you. I don't want you. Just go away because that's how it works. This is how love without faith works. But, but you know what faith does to that kind of love? Faith reminds you that I'm a brand new creation in Christ Jesus. My new nature is partake of the divine nature of God. And the love that is in my heart is His love that He's poured out in my heart in abundance. It's the kind of love that walks across the battle line to my enemy and give them a cup of water in the name of the Lord. It's the kind of love that can go through bitterness to bring forgiveness. It's the kind of love when you are slapped, you have the courage to turn the other cheek and give it again. It's the kind of love that confounds, confounds your enemy because it's the kind of love that remains faithful even if people are unfaithful. And I'm here to tell you, when we add faith to our love, you and I can love courageously. We, You and I can love abundantly. Our arms become open and we build bridges to the islands where we voted people off so they can come back to the island of love and grace. You know this is good preaching, and the Lord is just speaking to our hearts. Whenever we give without faith, it's not easy. We don't even like it. Every time we hear, hey, let's give, we go like, why? Why? Stop this giving nonsense. Because every time I give, I have less and less is not how you win in life. Come on, turn to the person next to you and say, he's preaching to you very quiet right now. You know he's biting at you right now. But, but you see, when I have faith to my giving, I remind myself that everything that is in my life is not a result of my hard work. It's a result of the goodness of God in my life. Everything that surrounds my life is because of the faithfulness of Jesus. It's He is the source that can never run dry, for I have never seen the righteous forsaken or the seed beg for bread. The God that has brought me here is the God that can lead me through. He's the God that says, if you give, you'll receive in good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. In that moment, I know the Lord is my source. The Lord is my supply. The Lord is the one who blesses me and blesses through me. In that moment, when it's time to give, I can give courageously because I give from a place of abundance. Why? Because I'm connected to the well of giving. Putting Faith in your love and your service and, and in your giving let you live and love and give courageously. So here's my question. What in your life needs to be re-resurrected with courage? What dreams have you buried? 
It's time to resurrect them. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says, even in your old age, you will be fruitful in the house of God. And if you're everywhere in the halfway part of your life, it's not a time to sit back and mourn what should have been. It's time to put faith in what will be because God is a true maker of His Word. Come on, this is good preaching. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, no one can please God without faith. And every time you and I get all crazy and we fill our life with faith and become courageous, God doesn't go like, what are you doing? He says, finally, finally, I love my sons and daughters without faith. These three things remain faith, hope. What is hope? I want you to write this down. I believe hope is what anchors our soul. Hope is what anchors. If there's ever a time in our world that you and I need hope, ladies and gentlemen, it's now. It's now. It's now. To be a people of hope is now. I love Romans 15 verse 13. It goes like this. Now may the God of hope. Oh, I love that. His name is hope. Fill you with all joy and peace as you believe in him. Watch, watch, watch. So that you may abound, be plentiful, overflowing, brimming over in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit, listen, the world doesn't need more people to tell them what it is. The world needs people that hold on to hope that has a picture of what it can be. The world doesn't need people to go like, yeah, man, we're in a deep mess, dude. I just like deep, like really deep. You don't even need faith to make that statement. But you know what we need? We need people that says, no matter where the world's going, I believe in something. I believe in a God that is able, a God that's eternal, a God that can protect us, a God that can hold us, a God that can shape us. You read the Old Testament. He's a God that saves his people again and again and again and again. We are a people of hope. Hebrews was written to people that went through a terrible time. Every time we say we go through terrible time, I read in the Bible, I go like, no, we're not going through terrible time. We're just going through discomfort, extreme discomfort. Old Testament, they were stoned to death because of their faith. Hey, anybody knows anybody who died this week because they believed in Jesus? Like, you get your feelings hurt and you quit church. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I mean, oh, I just prophesied to somebody. Come back. Listen, you go like, oh, they like me. Really? You quit because they hurt your feelings? Old Testament, they, they put rocks on their heads and they still came to church. Amen. The Bible says, and he wrote this to a church that was struggling and suffering. And some of them were ready to give up faith in Jesus. Excommunicated from their families. They were hunted down like animals. And he writes, the writer writes, some says it's Paul, others says unknown writer. He writes in Hebrews 6, 18. He says, therefore, he's speaking to people that are struggling. We who have fled to him for refuge, check this out, can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. I love this. Come on, everybody. Can you read with me? It's on the screen. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our soul. Check it out. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. Now, don't get freaked out with through the curtain in God's inner sanctuary. I'm going to explain this to you. The first thing I want you to remember is the word anchor. Come on, shout anchor for me. You, you know what an anchor is? An anchor is only needed when a storm is coming. 
Because an anchor keeps you from being taken by the wind and the currents, and it knocks your, your boat into who knows what. But listen, here's the problem with our world. A lot of people have an anchor, and they're just not anchored. So it's half hope. Hey, I've got an anchor. Here comes the storm. No, 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 no. You've got to get it anchored into something that cannot be moved. Now you have hope. Now he uses a, this whole theme of an anchor, and he says, hey, our hope and our anchor is trustworthy and is strong, and it's anchored through the curtain, through the veil into God. What does that mean? That I'm going to hook you up. I'm going to help you. Whenever he talks about the curtain and the veil, he talks about the tabernacle in heaven. Wherever you read beyond the curtain and the veil, it talks where the throne of God is. The very power seat of heaven. Catch this glimpse. He says, hey, people who are struggling, our anchor is not in a rock or in some person or in a new job or a new beamer or a new girlfriend. It's not a nothing crazy like that. Our anchor goes straight up in heaven and it's not hooked to the streets of gold. No, that's not solid enough. It's not some angel holding on to you. No, it's not solid enough. Your anchor goes through the veil and it's tied around the throne of God who does not lie. The promise and the oath of God eternal. Let me tell you how certain it is. The throne will never go down in the storm. And if the throne doesn't go down, you just hold on to the rope because the sun will shine again tomorrow. Hey, bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow. Come on, you know that's true. No, so baby, no matter what you're going through, as long as my anchor is anchored in the throne of hope. Jesus, that's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So whatever comes your way, just shake your way through it. Because tomorrow the sun is coming out. Because we are anchored into hope. These three things shall remain. Faith that gives us courage. Hope that anchors our lives and love. Then he says this, the greatest of these is love. Wow. I love that. Now, I'm going to hook you up. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. These three things shall remain, faith, hope, and love. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 14. Don't write it down. It's too easy. 14, 14. 14. Make love your greatest aim. Can you imagine if people, people's church had love week? And all we do is we wake up and our aim for the day is to love like Jesus loved. That's what we do. Our energy is spent loving. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Can you imagine how beautiful? Because he says this. Even if you and I could speak with the tongues of men and angels. If we could explain the mysteries of the universe and of heaven. If you sell everything you have. Your bass boat, your poles, your car, everything. You say, I'm giving everything to the poor. You say, wait, 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 I'll go one further step. I will tie myself to a pole ready to be martyred and burn alive for the testimony of Jesus. And you do not have 
love. Oh, I love how the message says this. He says, so no matter what I say, 1 Corinthians 13, 3, what I believe and what I do, I am bankrupt without love. So as I was preparing the message, I heard the Holy Spirit whisper to my heart. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to understand what whisper means. I've never heard the audible voice of the Lord. I'm on the short list. I've asked God for many, many years, just once. I've never, never, never heard Him. But I've heard His whisper in my spirit. This is what I heard. Pierre, you know what your problem is. You love like you like. I know some of you go like. Have you ever looked at your spouse? You've been married to that person for 27 years. You go like, I love you so much, but I can't stand you right now. <laughs> Come on, you know that, right? I just don't like you right now. I love you, but I don't like you. You look at your kids, you go like, you're such darling. Just get away. I'm going to hurt you. I'll call you when it's all good again. Just go away. I don't like you right now. You see, the problem with like, like is temporary. And it's temperamental. You go from one moment to being liked, and the next moment, you, they don't like you. And all of a sudden, you go like, what did I do? They go like, I don't know, but I just... You're like, I like is temporary and temporal. God says to me, Pierre, you love like you like. It's temperamental. But the love of God is not temperamental. The love of God is not temporary. The love of God remains faithful even when we are unfaithful. I love how he describes this. He says, 1 Corinthians 13, 4, This love never gives up. This love cares more for others than for self. This love doesn't want what it doesn't have. It doesn't strut. It doesn't have a swelled head. It doesn't force itself on others. It's not always me first. It doesn't fly off the handle. It doesn't keep a score of the sins of others. It doesn't revel when others grovel. It, doesn't take, it takes pleasure in the flowering of truth. This is my favorite part. It puts up with anything. It trusts God always. It always looks for the best and never looks back but keeps going and 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 going. And I'm here to tell you, some of you said, you will never come to my house for Christmas ever again as long as you have breath in your lungs. And I'm here to tell you, oh, you set the table for them this year and you give them the head at the table. You call them and they go like, hey, you said I'll never come. You go like, I was delusional. You're the honorary guest this here at my table. Why? Because that's the love that God has poured out in our hearts. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, three things remain. Faith, hope, and love. We are called to it. Let's frame our Christmas season with it. Because that is the things that matter most. This is the gift that Jesus came for all men. Great tidings, faith, hope, and love. And may our families experience this. And may our hearts rest in it. Merry Christmas, People's Church. Let's pray.